Welcome to another episode of In the Middle. In this podcast, I talk about my and my guest experiences in living in two or more cultures. Hi, my name is Eddie Minaya. I'm a creative professional that lives in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, I was originally born in Peru and I've lived in the Washington, D.C. area for the last 35 years. If you're here, uh, it's likely that the title of the uh, of this uh, either video or the title or the streaming service you, you're using to listen to the to the podcast uh, has caught your attention. Um, I've decided to to do this to to help other people um, going through the same thing that that I went through. Uh, it, the uh, process of going through through what I went through um, it has been challenging, and for the people that have been uh, close to me, um, know some of it, uh, maybe not all of it, and for people maybe that I haven't talked to in a while, or maybe people that don't know me at all. Uh, and then you're just kind of uh, grabbing this, you know, grabbing this video and listening to what I'm, what I'm saying, uh, and listening to to the content that I'm giving you. Um, Maybe hopefully helpful in some sort of shape or form, um, because that's the intent of this video is to help you. Um, for the ones that didn't know me, or if I'm gonna kind of start a little bit from from the start. Um, in March of 2020, obviously we had the pandemic, and we bought a uh, uh, running uh, treadmill that was a kind of an interactive treadmill. And I, the treadmill, um, I enjoyed running inside, and I enjoyed running. Period. Um, I had stopped going to the gym, so I stopped. I was doing running, and I, you know, enjoy that that high of of running and I was I was becoming a little obsessive on trying to get uh trying to run longer distances uh and on the treadmill so running not just a beginning running you know three miles four miles five miles six miles eight miles ten miles um and I got hooked I got hooked with um how to uh, the feeling of, of running and the feeling of of uh how it felt, you know, and the accomplishment that I was doing. So I became a runner. Uh, and over the last uh, three and a half years, I actually been doing half marathons. I've done already four of them. I've done several 5K, several 10K. My last half marathon was just really recently in March of this year. Um, during this process of, of running long distance, uh, when you do run for long distance, you're, you put your body through a lot. And some of the things that I, I, I've learned about myself and when I run is sometimes I was I was running and moving too much and I threw my back out a few uh, twice. Uh, the last time that I did it, I felt like it wasn't 100% where uh, where it should be. So I threw, threw my back out, I think it was like in March of 2021, the first time, which I thought I was 
uh, started what it felt like almost like kidney stones. And that's what I thought I had some sort of kidney stone in the kind of lower back of lower back of uh, lower part of your body on your back. And then um, from then on, I um, it, it got better. They gave me some medicine, went away. Uh, and then I heard it again and I was, it was just kind of bothering me. I hadn't gone to the doctor to, um, to look at it. Uh, and someone that I uh, consider a friend, someone that's close to me, um, was diagnosed with uh, cancer. Um, and when I found out, I was just uh, very shocked. I was very... Uh, almost like you you think about yourself, your mortality, what could happen, you know, it's like, my God, am I okay? So I, I, I said to myself, I got to go through the doctor and I have to um, look at my back and get my, my back checked out. So I did. Uh, so I went to the doctor and I they did a, a, a CT scan to kind of look at my back and look at see what, what was on the, you know, why was it hurting? And they found a mass on my uh, right kidney. Um, it was a what it looked on the scan as a malignant tumor that was encapsulated on my right kidney. So I, I remember getting the test, um, reviewing it. Um, the urologist office called me and not too long after I had an appointment like the day after or two days after that and in the meantime I remember or maybe it was more like three days because I remember getting the diagnosis the, the results on a Friday and then speaking with my general doctor about the results and she's like well we don't, we don't know exactly you need to speak with a urologist you know until we went to you speak with them you know exactly what's going on but in the test in the test result it was very clear what it said um, so, uh, a few days later, I guess it was like either two, three days later after the weekend, I went to the urologist, um, already had Googled a hundred things and you had already, you know, gone and, and done your research yourself, which is, you know, we live in a world that you, we have so much information at our fingertips that it's, um, very easy to, to find a lot of information, but it's also very easy to get not necessarily find the right information. So I was in a very kind of panic state for, for a little bit. Uh, so I went to the urologist and then when the urologist, I went into the office and then he went through um, the test results and he said to me, um, well, I have your diagnosis here, um, Mr. Minaya, and your diagnosis is that you have kidney cancer. Now, keep in mind, the reason why I went to the doctor uh, initially was because my back was hurting. And the reason why I went, even went on the first place is because somebody else that I know and that, uh, that is close, uh, close to me and, and my circle of, of, of friends was diagnosed with uh, cancer. So, it, 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 you know, the worst fear of what you, what I had, what gone through my head in terms of like, you know, oh my God, am I okay? Now it's so, it felt like it was on me. Now I, I was diagnosed with cancer. And sincerely, I, I, I couldn't say the word 
like I couldn't say I have, you know, or like I had cancer or I, you know, my diagnosis cancer because it was, it's hard to, to accept it. Uh, it's hard to, um, to look at the bigger, you know, to look at, to realize what, what you're going through. It takes, uh, it takes a lot to process. It takes a lot to, to, to realize, um, how, um, you know, what goes through your mind, your own mortality, your own, uh, your life, what's important, uh, the way you've been living your life, um, you know, the things that were important to me maybe before this diagnosis became not as important or not important at all. Once I had this diagnosed, my importance was my, my health and how can I get better? So the doctor was, the urologist was like, um, well, your, your treatment is uh, to get your kidney removed. He's like, in some instances, we can remove part of your kidney, but because of where it is and how it is encapsulated, um, likely we, we can't. And if we do take out your part of your kidney thinking that we can save a part of your kidney, uh, it's highly likely that you will get an infection and we will have to go back uh, either way to get your the rest of the kidney and you know you would end up having two surgeries so they recommend them to get the kidney uh, removed so um, there will be no uh, chemo no uh, radiation of any type uh, it would be the surgery would be the treatment and then follow-up appointments afterwards to make sure that uh, everything it's that I'm that I'm that I am good. Um, leaving that office, that doctor's office, that day with the thought of what had just happened, uh, with the diagnosis of, you know, this is what you have, was very scary. Took, I want to say, a few days to sink in and to realize what was going on and. You know, the more I looked into information online, the more scared I became. So I stopped. Uh, instead, I I look for support groups that maybe are going that were that are going for the through the same thing in order for for that to uh, to help myself, to help to help my mind, to help my to ease my my mind of what what was I going to what I was going through. So this happened around April, mid-April, um, and within a few days they called me to schedule after this to schedule the uh, the surgery. And uh, about three and a half weeks later, I was in surgery. May eleventh, um, twenty twenty three, I went to surgery and my right kidney was removed. Uh, interesting enough. Around all this time, May 11th is my sister's birthday. So that's how they celebrated her birthday was by being at the hospital because that was the day that I was getting uh, my my surgery done. Since then, the since the surgery, it took it took a f- several weeks for me to kind of get uh, better. Um, I was in kind of somewhat on bed rest for for two and a half almost three weeks uh i think by week two uh, by week three definitely i was uh in a much better place 
and I was able to start doing things on my own by week two. Things like being able to bend down and pick something up from the floor or get out of the bed on my own or get out of the chair on my own because obviously the surgery is around your abdomen, which uh, it's uh, that you need in order for, for you to sit down. And, you know, this podcast is about your experiences about living in two or more cultures. And I think culture plays a big role in, in, in how um, in how we how we treat situations like this. Um, first thing, I was almost very cautious in how I told my my mother, my mom about it and i think that is a culture way almost like i was trying to you know protect her because i feel that i need to be stronger it's you know even though i know the diagnose there is a cure the cure is a surgery but now it's like how do i tell her without worrying um i told my sister first well i told my wife first when she was with me at the at the doctor and then I told my sister first, and then it was, uh, I had to tell my my mom, and that was how I phrase how I had to phrase it. I felt that I had to be very cautious because she's older. And, you know, we became, I think, closer as a family because we were able to um, come together to, um, you know, be worried together, cry together, be be as a family together for what I was going, you know, what I was going through, so they can support me emotionally. How uh, of what I was going through. My wife was a, a you know a lot of help. Um, she helped me throughout the process. Um, she was there at the hospital. She was there. Uh, after she worked from from home afterwards, and and she took call from work a few weeks uh, a few weeks to you know take care of of the house, take care of the things that I needed to do. Uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm a very, for the most part, very self sufficient person. I don't like I like to help. I don't like too much sometimes to be helped. Um, but I had to accept that, you know, she was helping me and she did. She helped me. Um, the impact of of having going through something like this um, to my family, to my uh, wife, it was a mental stress. Not just a, on me, but it was a mental stress to, to them. Um, and, you know, having, um, going through this is you, you realize that things like we value about our culture or, or cultures, depending on if you are, uh, if you live in, in, in more in two or more cultures, um, you start valuing those things even more, um, I remember telling my kids, one of them was, you'll be fine, dad, you'll be fine. The other one was a little more shaken up about the whole thing. And again, this brought us closer as a family. And 
I think the role of cult culture and religion play play a big a big role. I started to uh, look at things differently, and this is just my point of view. But this got me closer to to God and to start saying things like why did this happen to me instead of saying why did this happen to me is saying what is god and the universe is trying to tell me you know i felt that i had prioritized the wrong things in in my life and i felt that i was um not that i was a bad person but maybe i was just looking and maybe i had looking at things differently and i had stepped away from god and religion maybe a little too much over the years was so we know we get caught up with our own families and our own daily stuff and work and and then sometimes we step away out of the path and that's how i felt that it was and it has brought me closer to uh to god to you know to religion um to um, culture to family and that has been very enlightening it has been very um i appreciate where um where it has taken me you know and i always wonder is like is this this happened because it was a path to um for god to tell me wake up and this was my wake up call this was you know even though and maybe not just mine maybe it was my and my family's wake up call maybe my wife's and, and my family maybe my kids and my family's wake up call to say wake up change and make change yourself to to be a better person and put yourself in the path that you need to be in where you are a better person and that you believe on God and then that you believe in um you know put your priorities straight um it's been now um since the surgery um almost two months uh fortunately knocking on wood Everything has been uh, great. The surgery was has not been was not. It was a lot. It was a lot of the surgery trying to get uh, get better. But it uh, all the tests that um, related to the kidney that I had taken after um, after has gone the right way. Everything it's it seems to be falling onto place. My left kidney had taken the function of. Of both of my kidneys, and I am um, one kidney man, <laughs> but I'm also um, a change man. I well, I'm not perfect. Not one, none of us are. Um, but you know, there are things that I have changed, and I already have changed since since this happened. That. Is making me look at the the perspective of my life in a very differently, and I really appreciate and I I'm, I thank God for for making this change uh, on me, um, and this change that 
if this would not have happened, I would have likely not have gone that way. And it probably would have, uh, you know, would have gone the, even off more of the path that I was going to. And again, I'm not talking about being a bad person. I'm talking about sometimes some of the priorities that we're not, you know, we're not, uh, that we should take. Uh, things that we should prioritize in our life or family, you know, your beliefs, your family, uh, more than things like money or uh, things sometimes that stress you out, you know, having, you know, in the things that in the past you felt like, oh my God, this bothers me. Now it's just, you know, there's a point that it doesn't bother you anymore. Life is precious. You know, if we need to value our, our, our life because we hear, you know, the we hear both sides. Life is short, but we also hear life is long. And, you know, most people live in a, you know, an average of 90 years old nowadays. And I think it's both, but there are people that are, don't live that long. So we have to think our, about our own mortality and be in peace with ourselves. We need to look at um, look at a, what, what we have in our lives that are important, that are giving us that are giving us purpose and that are giving us some sort of direction and be good with people because that will pay off uh, in many, many ways. Because as we know, good energy will always attract good energy. You know, doing good would attract good energy to your to you. And that's what I'm trying to do now. That's what I'm trying to, the person that I'm trying to be. And I really hope that this helped you in any way um, to reflect, uh, to even check yourself and make sure have I made my doctor's appointment and have my checkup. Um, as we know, cancer is um, it's a horrible disease. Um, but we, there is a lot of investment in, in the medical field today, but it has to be catch. You know, if you don't catch it early, it, it can be deadly and it, it can end up your li- end your, your life. Uh, have your checkup. Love your family. Make believe go back to to uh, to square one and look at your uh, your priorities and set them in the order that they need to be until next time see you